There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This season on Southern Charm. When you're in an unhealthy relationship, you start acting like a little bitch. Are you in love with him? No. He's got more honey than The quarantine has just been tough. Since she tested positive. Oh, she's positive? Yes. For me, it's about the change I want to see in this little southern town of mine. Catherine, you spent your entire life living in a bubble of white privilege. Oh my gosh, what is she doing? She's off the wagon. It's like a huge statue, and it is of John C. Calhoun, obviously an ancestor of Catherine's. He was a proud enslaver. Oh my God, this I had no statue. idea. And that is why this statue must go home. When I first saw the monkey emoji, I was just like, what the hell, Catherine? Like, in my heart, I know I'm the furthest thing from racist. Southern Charm Season 7 premieres on Bravo October 29th. You guys, I have so many thoughts about that trailer. So many thoughts. First and foremost, we lost Cameron. There's no Chelsea. And Naomi is nowhere to be seen, which means inexplicably somehow Shep has outlasted them all. He's been on television for seven seasons and a spinoff. How is this happening? You know what this means is that there were executives in a conference room somewhere who thought that Shep should be on television for seven whole seasons plus a spinoff. How is this happening in America in this day? What is going on? I do not support that. And I know some of you might be Shep fans out there. And if you are, I encourage you to tune into another podcast because this ain't it. I can't believe that Shep is on television again, a fucking again, and Austin too. And the thing that shocks me most about this is that a couple seasons ago on Southern Charm, which I've really enjoyed Southern Charm, I'll be honest, throughout the seasons, I've really loved it. We've recapped it on here for, I think, three seasons now. Uh, but we've had, uh, two years ago, we had this very, what I thought to be a very radical season where the women were taking down the patriarchy and really tearing down the good old boy system of the South. Do you remember that season where it was, the women were, were really teaming up to show us something that was, I thought, really revolutionary in certain ways. And now we lost all of those women. Somehow Bravo decided, let's get rid of the women and keep Shep and Austin. And you guys know I love my Craigie. Pillow King of the South. Uh, but I still can't imagine that somehow Shep, in some world, Shep has outlasted, outwit, and outplayed Cameron, who was made for television. Of course, she started on The Real World, and I miss her. I'm sorry I miss her. Even though last season I might have been calling for her, them to get rid of her, but certainly not before Shep. Certainly not before Austin. I don't understand, and I do... I do know that Cameron, I think, decided to leave on her own. She had implied or maybe even said outright that there were just things she was not willing to concede and and people wanted to, I don't know, go in on her relationship. But I think there was some more stuff there. Something happened because when I interviewed Cameron at BravoCon last November, she was all set to return. So I, I don't know what happened there. I feel like she was bamboozled. She was bamboozled. I do know she released a statement or something implying that they wanted to talk about her relationship or or they were going to come after her husband or something like that. But you know what? Then the producers and everyone should have turned it around, turned that ship around, and said, we're not going to do it. And they should have gotten rid of Shep. I mean, come on, what is going on? I'm okay with Chelsea going. What did she really offer except for that Rainforest Cafe that she lived in? You remember she redid the house? She did her... <laughs> She redid that house last season and looked like a rainforest cafe. Um, but so I'm not going to necessarily miss Chelsea. 
But it just is shocking to me that they decided to get rid of all of the women and then keep the men. And I know they brought in new women, which I'm excited about. Uh, but this trailer, you guys, they framed it all around the song, which I love that song. But it was sort of funny to me that they were talking about these very serious issues. And every time they would get to a really serious issue in the trailer, we would hear the Bapadus. You know, so it was like Shep was saying, you know, so-and-so tested positive for COVID. And then it'd be like, Bapadoo. And then it was like uh, one of the new cast members confronting Catherine and saying, Catherine, you've had white privilege your whole life. And then the song would come in, it's easy as the birds and the bees and the one, two, threes. (laughs) Then at the end was the most shocking of them all. They were showing us footage of the John C. Calhoun statue being dismantled. A very uh, both serious, intense thing that was happening in front of our eyes. And then all of a sudden it comes in, mm-hmm. And we ended with a mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. They're showing us these really serious things. He's got money. He's in magazines. <laughs> I love that song, and I'm glad they brought it back. And I hope Bravo's listening and they bring back the full theme song. Every episode, I want to see that theme song. I want the full thing. I need the one, two, threes, and the bapadus. Um, So in this trailer, we see them going to an escape room, you guys. An escape room. We were just talking about this on the last week's recap. I can't possibly see another escape room. The, it wasn't an escape room, I'm sorry. It was one of those things, they go in the room and they break shit. I've seen it enough. Let me see something new. Okay. I'm sorry, Bravo. I know that it's tough to find things for these people to do, but you got to get creative. Okay, make a journal. As you're going about your days, you should carry one of those notebooks with you, those moleskin or moleskine. I don't know how you pronounce that. Carry one in your pocket. And when you go do something, write down what you do and then use that for the shows because you need to get more creative. I can't see another escape room, a break room, uh, goat yoga. I don't want to see the axe throwing. You've done it too much. And now you're showing in the trailer. And that leads me to believe that this is going to be a shitty season, even if it's not. Okay, you're tricking me into thinking that this season's going to blow, because we've seen this break room one too many times. So, we also have a lot of Austin and Madison stuff. Madison, Madison, Madison. Remember when Madison walked in on the threesome? And Austin, too. I know I was just really hard on Shep at the beginning of this podcast, but I'd like to be hard on Austin, too, because I've had enough of that extra-large Muppet on my TV screen after he just totally hooked up with those two other women, and Madison had to walk in to see it. And it was on film. We saw it. We saw the footage a hundred times last season of Austin waking up and seeing Madison and saying, Madison, Madison, in those big-ass boxer shorts. And look, I'm sorry, maybe Austin is a nice guy. I don't think he's maybe as bad as Shep, but I just don't care for them, and I, I just would like to see more women on the show. I don't need to see these, these men. I turn on Bravo for the women. I'm sorry I do. So, really, any of the men on these shows, uninterested. Okay, unless they're gorgeous. At least Craggy. Craggy seems like a nice, genuine human. He makes the pillows. Pillow King of the South. And he seems nice and he's gorgeous, right? He's good to look at. Aside from just being a, a nice human being seemingly on the television set, he's also some eye candy. What are Austin and Shep giving us at this point? What is it? Are they giving us any eye candy? I don't think so. Are they giving us good storyline? What has Shep's storylines been? For the past seven seasons plus a spinoff, the fact that he doesn't want to grow up and get a job, that was, that's his been his storyline, quite frankly. And I used to enjoy the scenes that he would do with Cameron, but now that we don't get Cameron, what am I going to do? We see the one scene of him with Danny, who Danny just, I, I hope she's getting paid a top dollar to come in here because she's seemingly, I know she doesn't want to be a main cast member, but she is tying this whole thing together. And she's really working hard for that friend of money. Uh, but we see this scene with Shep and Danny, they're talking between a screen door. And I'm like, this is no Shep and Cameron scene. At least Cameron would give it to him and she, she would try to tell him, you need to grow up, you need to do this, you need to do that. Uh, Catherine, meanwhile, she's off the wagon again. I don't know if that's the right term for it, off the wagon. because she, But she is seen drinking again. And she says, oh, everyone's going to see me drinking, whatever. And it is interesting to me that they're confronting Catherine, the new cast members, saying, you got the white privilege. And then they're confronting her about this thing that happened in social media. Maybe some of you aren't aware, but Catherine was caught. I don't know if she was texting or commenting or DMing uh, with these monkey emojis. And there was this, you have to look it up. I don't even want to 
exactly say what it was because I don't remember exactly. You know, some of this stuff happens and you forget it, right? It goes in one ear out the other. You know, I got a lot in my head. I remember some of it. <laughs> I can remember Bethany Frankel on roller skates in a Halloween episode of Real Houses in New York season three. Uh, but I can't remember this thing that happened just a couple months ago. Uh, so look it up. And there was also this weird moment between Danny and Catherine where Danny said they were fighting and Danny said, is there something in your eye? And Catherine's like, I have fake eyelashes. And I didn't really understand that. Were they implying drug use? That's what it felt like. But then I thought, like, what drug do you inhale in your eye? Do you put drugs in your eye? Is that something that happened? I'm naive and stupid, but is there, is there some new drug the kids are doing where you put it in your eye socket? I'm not sure. Unclear. Only thing I put in my eye are those red eye drops. What do they call them? The Jennifer Aniston dry eyes. You know, Jennifer Aniston's dry as a bone. She's, she's, have you noticed this? Everything that Jennifer Aniston promotes, it's for uh, dryness. She promotes the dry eyes. She promotes the water brand. She promotes the vino lotion. She's dry as a bone, that woman. She's dry as the wishbone on Thanksgiving Day. Or the next day after Thanksgiving, you know when you do the wishbone? Did you guys do that when your mom, my mom, Linda Pellegrino, she'd always save the wishbone, and we'd fight over it, my two brothers and I. And then the next day when that wishbone is dried out, you'd, you'd pull it, and then if you had more of the wishbone, you'd make a wish. Kind of weird when you think about it, that you're wishing over an animal carcass, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Jennifer Aniston is dry as a bone, and I hope all these products are helping her get wet or moist. I'm sorry to say the word moist. Anyway, uh, what else is happening in this thing? Thomas allegedly got a girl pregnant, which I'd sort of like if we just stopped talking about Thomas in general. I know here I am talking about it on this podcast, but they showed it on the screen, and I sort of wish we just did away with him. I don't need even updates about him. I'm good. I, I don't care for the man, and I just like to not even have his name said in this show, because then I feel like it almost gives him that ammunition, where he can go and he could be like, oh, the show's always talking about me. And I hate when Bravo celebrities do that. They do it on all the shows. When they leave the show, they get fired or whatever. And then they're mentioned on the show. And then the, those people who are fired get to go on social media and be like, they're always talking about me. And it's like, they're barely talking about you. Calm down. But so I'd like if they just did away with that in general. Apparently, you got someone pregnant, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Ba-ba-doo. Then uh, Patricia and Michael, who I'd like to see more of. We see them disinfecting the boxes as they enter the house. And I, I could have done with way more Patricia in this trailer. Way more of her. Way less Austin. Way less Shep. And way more Patricia. I don't know who was making these decisions. Who's behind the editing bay? Is Whitney still uh, executive producing this? Is he in the editing bay? Let's get him some uh, notes for next time. You know, next time, more Patricia. That's who we want to see. More of the women. Less of anything to having to do with Shep and Austin. I'm sorry. And Catherine, I'm, I'm sort of ready for Catherine. She's had a great arc on this show. We've seen her do all sorts of stuff. But I don't know that I need to see any more. We've seen it all. We've seen it all. Anything else I'm missing? I said the no room. We don't want that. Uh, oh, I did like when Madison called Austin a fucking bit of bitch. I did like that. I like Madison. I like Ma- Madison. Madison. I like her. And I, I like that she's yelling at Austin. I think that's why I like her so much. And I hope she gets rid of him. It's, we see that she's dating someone new, one of the new cast members in this, apparently. And I like that. If that makes Austin mad, I'm really here for it. And I'm excited about that. But I hope that Madison doesn't go back to Austin. And I know some people say, people have told me, DM me, I've seen it online. People say, oh, Madison just used Austin to get on the show. And to that, I say, bravo to you, Madison. If that's what you got to do, let's use them. Because if, these, if Bravo's going to keep these men on this show for seven seasons plus a spinoff, then I hope some women are using them to get on this show and then hopefully get them kicked off or to drag them on this show. If that's what's going to happen, if we're going to, uh, if Madison was using Austin to get on this show, at least now she's dragging him on camera and bravo to that uh, because they're going to keep him around. Seven seasons, a fucking again. Shep is back. Seven seasons and a spinoff. I'm sorry to harp on that, but how did we get here? How do we- I often wake up in this 2020 America, and I say, how did we get here? And certainly I said that after I saw the Southern Charm Season 7 trailer, because I don't know. I don't know who's making all these decisions. I love Bravo. They've given us so much. But sometimes I'm looking at things and I'm saying, why did you make that casting decision? I've been saying that about Orange County. I'm looking at the Orange County cast thinking, what? Huh? <laughs> Doing a little Tim Allen. 
Home improvement. How did we get here? Huh? You chose that person to add the cast? Or you? I do like the additions on Southern Charm, though. They look like they're going to be good. And we've seen one of them before. Uh, I think was friends with Cameron. And that makes me even more upset that we're not getting Cameron. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to miss her. And again, by the way, I'd just like to remind you all that I believe last season's recaps, I was calling for the firing of Cameron. You know, it is what it is. But now, now that I'm seeing she's gone, I'm upset about it. I'm upset. I want her back. I don't need Chelsea back. I miss Naomi, though. I liked Naomi, too. And her store, La Bea. Remember that store she had? Although I didn't like that guy that she was dating. Remember the way he talked to her? I didn't care for that. Maybe that's why she's gone. She's going with the guy. But I, I didn't care for the way he spoke to her. And she was running that clothing business. Le bleh. Le bleh. Okay, you guys, we got to talk about Potomac. By the way, I think I'm going to cover Southern Charm. We'll see. I know I've been sort of vague about what we're going to be recapping on Everything Iconic, because truth is, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I know I'm going to be doing Salt Lake City, but uh, Orange County's coming up. We have Southern Charm, and I'm not like really looking forward to watching him, but I'm also thinking maybe it'd be fun to drag him a little bit. Do you know what I'm saying? I know I try to keep things positive on here, but we might just have to to drag him like maybe a little tiny bit. You know, maybe that'll be fun. We'll see. Also, I might just decide I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I might decide I'm not going to do it. We'll see. We're running by the seat of our pants here on Everything Iconic. But you know what? We have a great show ahead uh, for Everything Iconic. We have Raven Chapman, who many of you might know from uh, the internet, she has a wonderful Instagram account, one of my favorite Bravo accounts. It's at Mainly Bravo, M-A-I-N-L-Y, Bravo. And she has a podcast that she hosts, uh, Bitches Better, which you guys should go subscribe. She recaps Bravo, all that stuff. She's great. So she's going to be joining me for this Potomac episode, which you guys, this Potomac episode, come on! Come on! This was an episode, you guys. This was a shocking, thrilling, wonderful episode. Although I was a little upset after that big fight that everyone seemed to just go their separate ways. I would have liked more group dynamics after that whole big fight. But uh, Raven and I are going to talk about all that. I'm going to bring her out in just a second. Again, follow her. Follow me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to check out the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. And I'm posting uh, a lot of the Zoom interviews I do over there. It's youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino 1. I had some internet issues, so the Raven one is not over there. But the sound is great, but, uh, you know, the interview's not over there. Anyway, uh, what else? Please go to the Everything Iconic store, everythingiconic.store. You get t-shirts, all that stuff. And if you want to support this podcast, go to the Patreon page, patreon.com slash everythingiconic. And if you go there, it's a site where you can donate $4 more per month. The money helps to support this podcast. And I do one bonus episode a month, so I'm doing Sex in the City. I'm recapping that from the beginning. So there's three episodes out of that now, and there'll be a new one coming soon in October. So more importantly, the money's just to support the show. So thank you to everyone who's over there. And with all that said, let's bring out Raven. Let's break down this episode of Potomac, you guys. This, woo, let's break it down. Break it down. I've had a lot of coffee. <laughs> Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. 
Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Are you in love with Ray? I'm in love with Ray. How do you know you're in love with Ray? Because I can't imagine a day without Ray. I don't think of days without you either. I mean, no, no, no. I, you know, I, I don't she asked to, me a question. I don't try to imagine. I'm going to ask you that same question. Yeah. Are you in love with Karen? I think I am. Hello, everyone. My guest today for the Potomac Recap. Uh, you guys might know her from at Mainly Bravo on Instagram, her podcast, Raven. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm so excited. I've been such a fan of your account for so long. And so Stop. it's so great. I'm excited to just get a chat with you. It's I'm fun. so excited too. I love you. been a huge fan. So this is a treat. <laughs> And and especially this episode. Oh I my know. God. <laughs> I was just going to say like of all weeks, we have a lot going on. What did you make of this episode? I mean, it was, it was the first five minutes was thrilling television. Um, yeah. My blood pressure was up. I, I just, I can't believe it. Honestly, I was, I was so surprised that they actually showed us the fight because you know how they like to do like a flashing screen and then it like goes to black and you just hear like screaming and stuff but I was like oh oh they're showing it wow 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 okay I couldn't believe like they had the close-up of Monique's hand on Candace for a long period of time and I like you and I think a lot of people on social media and stuff were anticipating that they would be doing the cuts and and not showing as much of the fight uh, and I was shocked they showed it all or they showed as much as I guess they could have. Yeah, it was wild. And it really, I, it really was a lot worse than I was expecting it to be. <laughs> right. I know also, I don't know about you, but I kept expecting there to be something else that we didn't know that led to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seemed like there wasn't a whole lot. It It escalated just so quickly. And I don't know that there was like, one specific thing either one of them said that made it jump off like that. No, it, the whole thing was completely uncalled for if you ask me. And it, like you said, it escalated so quickly. I don't even know what they were arguing about. They really weren't at the, towards the end of it. They were like, I'm asleep. You're boring. Blah, blah, blah. Da, da, da. And it's like, <laughs> okay. And then she's pulling her hair like what? 
What did I, did I miss something? Like, I'm so confused. We're recording this on Zoom. And when you were just doing that, it reminded me of, um, when I was watching you do that, it reminded me of Marlo and Sheree's fight. Do you remember when they were like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no one could even understand what they were yeah. saying. It's the same thing, to be honest, because I was like, y'all aren't even saying anything right now. <laughs> You're just yelling. Just throwing out. <laughs> Spinning around in circles and stuff. Like, okay. All right. The hair okay. tussle, though, like, I would have been annoyed. Monique was, like, tussling the hair. Like, I would have been yeah. annoyed. I don't even have long hair or anything. But it was just the little tussle, I felt like, was just would have annoyed me. Well, that was a bit much. And what she was saying, that Candace had her hands in her face, but, like, I didn't see that. Did you? I don't know. I was like, eh, it's a split screen. I can't tell. But then I was like, I don't see her hand in her face. I'm trying to like still be on Monique's side a little bit, but she's making it really difficult. Really difficult. No, <laughs> really I felt the same way. And I, there was a lot of confusing stuff about it because I didn't even understand the wine glass and how I didn't get how everything had like broken on the floor because to me, they they did seem like they were in each other's faces, but I didn't notice like the table sort of shaking things off of it or I didn't notice any sort of wine glass. So I tried to rewind to see the wine glass. Thing. I love you. I love that you rewind. <laughs> <laughs> what I think happened was that Monique grabbed Candace's hair and then her head was down and Candace was probably just, you know toss in and throw and shit whenever she could. And maybe that's how Monique got hit. But I think the table moving and everything was when everyone else got involved. Like, stop it. Let <laughs> her go. <laughs> that close-up, which we've seen this close-up in like the trailers and stuff, but the close-up of Ashley's face where she, her, she was just wide-eyed, like Ramona Singer. <laughs> so, so, so good. <laughs> she picked a terrible time to go to the bathroom. Like, why would you do that in the middle of the fight? She's probably like, oh, they do this shit all the time. I'm going to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> I also love later in the episode when she was like, well, no one's talking about my marriage anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I had to laugh at that as well. Like, it's true. Guess the pressure's off me. Mm, Um, Okay. So who are you? Are you on Candace's side after seeing it all play out? Oh God. I hate to say that I'm on her side. I know. I know. (laughs) I'm not on Monique's side. And that also hurts me to say. Um, oh, I mean, I you guess know, you don't I, have to say you could be in the middle. We're in the middle. Okay. I think I'm in the middle where they both were definitely egging each other on and just being horrible. But from what I saw, Monique was more horrible because she took it to another level where it didn't have to go. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a huge Candace fan and, but in this situation, like it didn't seem like Candace was You know, when I think of other fights, like physical fights on Housewives or in the Bravo world, usually I do feel like somebody is kind of almost asking for it. Like um, Mm -hmm. with Portia and Kenya, I don't know, that comes to mind. It's like I thought Kenya really was antagonizing Portia much more than, say, Candace was antagonizing Monique. So absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to really say that uh, that Candace like antagonized Monique in any way. I do think Monique was just at fault there and she did seem to snap and i do think it wasn't about what it was about i think there's other things that monique is upset about maybe not even having to do with candace of course giselle and some other other women have been alluding to this situation with uh chris mm-hmm. or, or, and the trainer and so i think there was just like something snapped with monique and and by the way i think all of us at times we have that sort of snapping moment where it's like oh yes <laughs> you're not even snapping about like what's in front of you it's just like the Something. last straw. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because do you remember, it was a, maybe a couple of episodes ago, Monique said, whatever was happening, Chris did something to piss her off. And she was like, I'm just going to put that in the Chris box and put it up next to the Candace box. But eventually one of the boxes is going to fall. And I think, unfortunately, it was the Candace <laughs> box. I know it fell with Candace. got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you make of James, the producer, coming in? So... You know, the, they broke up the fight, but it, first of all, it seemed like they needed a lot of people to break this up. Like Monique was not let it go. No. And so they all had to rush in. They finally got Monique separated. And James, who we've seen before, by the way, James is like a really old friend of mine. Like before, really? yeah, like before 
housewives and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. Like I knew him when we were both new in LA. And so it's weird to see him because this is, I think the second or third time he's been on the show. Uh, I loved that. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird to see him. I'm like, James, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he had to like sort of separate her. And then Monique, she was trying to get back into the barn and then eventually just like sidestepped James and went around the barn. Bless him because I don't know, you know, it's already hard enough to like break up a fight and you're trying to like calm somebody down. And then she's like trying to escape and he's like, no, no. Oh God, you're bleeding. Let me get the emergency kit. And then she hears Candace talking her shit through the door and she just gets all riled up again. And then she just goes. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that I would chase after her either. (laughs) I'd be like, someone else will intercept her like down at the bottom of the stairs. I've done what I could. And after a long like night or day of shooting, it's like they've already shot. They're all probably exhausted anyway. And it's this seemed to be at the end of the shooting. And then it's like, oh my God, I would just be exhausted. And I'm always thinking about the other women, uh, what's going through the other women's minds, because there was one point, I don't remember who it was, if it was Karen or Giselle, somebody was like trying to open the door to talk to Monique. And then Wendy had like gone out to see Candace. And I'm always imagining the women in their head thinking like, what's the best way for me to get on camera at this moment? Like, (laughs) how do I steal focus? Um, And then they're all sort of rushing around to try to go. They're like, do I go talk to Monique? Will the camera, will they pick me up there? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, honestly, Monique's probably your best bet for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Monique running? Let me run after her. Oh my God. It was, it was a lot. It was thrilling, but it was, you know, How do you feel about seeing like physical stuff on these shows? I'm going to sound like a hypocrite, but that's fine. It happens sometimes. Um, (laughs) This was just, it was really a lot. It was almost too much. Like I I don't, I don't like that level. Can I say what level of uh, maybe like a, a wine glass, not a wine glass, just wine throwing, like a throwing of a drink the hair pull, like Marge in New Jersey. I think that's pretty much as far as I want to see this. I mean, she like had her hair gripped and was like giving it to her. I was like, Mm. oh, that's really, it's like world star level. It's like a bit much. It's just like a different show. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I totally agree. Did you ever watch Mob Wives? Of Um, course. I used to love Mob Wives, but yeah, that was, it was like, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. But you would turn that on and you'd be like, you knew to expect that. With Housewives, mm-hmm. we're, we know to expect maybe a little a hair shift or like a, a little wine thrown or something. Exactly. And yeah, I even felt like the Marg- Margaret Danielle thing did almost sort of cross the line with me. Like I, I thought that yes. was a little too far too, but... I mean, the the devil on my shoulder is like, yeah, but it was great TV. I know. It's so hard. I know. I know. We are hypocrites talking about all it, of this, but it yeah, is what it is. It, yeah, I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, so then, um, look, the morning after we see all the women, early that night or, or later that night, we did see Candace on the way home calling Chris and telling her about it. We see Monique calling her husband and... Uh, then the morning after we see all the women sort of dealing with it, Wendy was upset because she's of course a news pundit. How are you liking Wendy this season? I'm really enjoying her. Me too. Um, the four degrees thing was like annoying at first, but now I've just learned to laugh at it, but she, I think she's great. She's doing a great job. Yeah. I think she's such a great addition to this franchise. Like I'm loving Wendy. I agree though. At at, the beginning, it was a little too much. Like, okay, you, you like, this group is not going to be impressed by that. Like, you got to go somewhere else with that. (laughs) They do not care. Right. I also follow her on social media and I'm always so impressed by like her activism and everything. I'm like, I love, I just like Wendy. Um, Breath of fresh air for sure. We see Giselle with her daughters and we got to talk about this. So Jamal bought the girls a restaurant and it's called Arizona's. What do you think of this? I mean, I think it was a good idea. I'm into like generational wealth and all of that, but like, I just really have a hard time with him. Me too. I feel like he's disgusting and slimy. I don't know who's slimier, him or Michael. 
I haven't decided yet, but like, I just really don't. Sophie's choice on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see his face with his stupid glasses and like, like whatever. But I think it was great. Giselle, their, their kids are great. Yeah. Despite all of this other shit. Um, I don't know, but they're kids. I don't think that they, they're not going to be able to appreciate this just yet, but it's a good thought, but yeah, my restaurant closed. Did it close? Oh, well, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. You know, I don't like the, I get the impression that Jamal's coming on the show to try to, he wants to look good now. Now he's with Giselle and it just doesn't seem very authentic to me at all. And he hasn't done anything on screen, particularly this season. That's been like so awful, but like, I don't know. I just feel that from him. And I was so happy. Like later in the episode, we saw Giselle's dad sit down and, and I was getting sort of angry that her dad was becoming buddy buddy with Jamal a little bit or seemed to accept him. And then at the very end of the episode, we got sort of the smoking gun where the dad was taking off the mic uh-huh. uh, and he's like, I'm done filming. What did he say? He said, um, he said, Jamal has uh, six or seven babies, not uh, baby mamas. It's not a good fit for Giselle. And I don't know, I felt like a sense of relief in a way because I wanted somebody to say something about Jamal. Me too. Because at the be, you know, when they first met up and she was like, yeah, we're going to, we're trying to like give it another shot, keep the family together, whatever. And he was like, yeah, I mean, I support it, whatever. And hearing that he like didn't even go to the wedding and stuff. And it's like, well, damn, how did you get here? Like, just mm-hmm. like that. So at the end, I was like, oh, okay, there it is. You don't really mean it. You're just trying to, you know, support your daughter. And it's like, that's good, but happy to know you weren't like brainwashed or anything. And how pissed do you think, how pissed do you think Giselle and the dad were that they showed that moment at the very end? Yeah, I'm sure they didn't appreciate that. Although I feel like Giselle should not be surprised. Don't you think a part of her is maybe like, ah, he's just being nice, you know, cause he doesn't want to make me upset or something like all over again. Raven, do you like Giselle? How do you, where do you stand on Giselle? Do I like her? I don't think I like her. Um, but I appreciate her. Leave right. it at that. She's right. necessary for the show. She, she does her job, but no, I don't think I like her. <laughs> yeah. I used to really like her and I just, this season I don't like her at all. And I don't know, but you're right. She needs, she's needed to stir the pot and she does such a great job of that. But I don't know. I'm like turning on Giselle this season. Mm, you can't put your finger on why? No, I don't really know. I don't have a reason. Isn't that we don't funny have a when reason. that happens? <laughs> I know. It's so funny when that happens. It's like, is, mm, no, she's not doing it for me this time. Is there a housewife that you just really <laughs> hate for no reason? Like just that maybe everyone loves or something where you're like, I just hate them. And it doesn't, you don't even have to have a reason, Raven. Just who do you hate? <laughs> not on Potomac either. Just all over the place. Who do I hate? You're like, oh, I fucking hate her. For no reason. Well, let me tell you, okay, like, please don't come for me. I don't hate her, but I definitely don't like her, and I don't understand Teresa. You know what? You're living your truth. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just like, okay, (laughs) I don't understand. I get it. Yeah. You know, I think it's okay for us to not like certain people. I like Teresa, but I get it. If if you don't like her, I, I totally understand because... I don't know. We change on these people so often. And sometimes people just rub us the wrong way. Yeah. And she hasn't done anything. I can't say why there, there's really no reason for it. I'm just like, no, not for me. Maybe (laughs) overhyped, maybe overhyped a little bit. Maybe so. Yeah. So. Yeah. I get that. Um, What about, I know I'm getting off track here. We're going to get back to Potomac, but now I'm just thinking of the other franchises. Have you uh, watched the Orange County trailer? Yeah. What do you think? a lot of things I'm thinking I really cannot with Kelly Dodd. Yeah. Which is really upsetting for me. That's probably another part of it. Cause like, ah, I love her so much. Like from the moment she arrived, like no matter all of her shit, I was like, no, I ride for Kelly. And now it's like, okay, I can't really do that anymore. It's <laughs> like, you've taken it too far. <laughs> you've taken it too far. So I'm like mad at her and I don't want to see her, but like, I love Bronwyn and I want to see her, but then it just also doesn't look very good. Right. Um, all of that aside. 
Because so, who wants to? We, do we want to relive it? Like, I don't want to relive all that stuff. And yeah. and I stopped. Fo- you know, I tried to stop following a lot of pe- housewives and Bravo celebrities online because it's like not only do I not want to see that side of things, but also it's I don't want to see the storylines ruined because I feel like for a while there we've been seeing just things that were playing out on Instagram or whatever. And then when it mm-hmm. came on the show, I was like, oh, I already know everything that happened. Right, um, not interested. Yeah, and so with. With Orange County, though, I feel like some of that was inescapable. Like, we know we're getting the COVID stuff. We know the Shannon Bedore because that was all over the press. And even if you were trying to stay away from it, I feel like you got some of it. And so, I don't know. I'm I'm not super excited about Orange County, to be honest. And I heard that before the COVID shutdown, they were having like a really, really great season. But Andy Cohen was on, I think, Andy, his serious show or something. And he was saying you know, you shouldn't go to Kelly Dodd for advice on how to handle the pandemic, but it's like hard if you follow, uh, <laughs> if you follow these. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that anyone was going to her for like <laughs> advice on how to handle it. It was just there in our faces. And we were like, Hmm, and maybe really this like that you're good. doing that. But. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Andy. Oh, that's funny. Uh, what about Southern charm trailer? What did you think of that? Oh, Danny. I've got a lot of... Ooh, I just people listening, People listening couldn't see the eye roll that you just gave me. <laughs> it was a real one, y'all. <laughs> you know, I'm from Charleston, and I live here, and I there's so much like outside stuff that's like influencing how I feel about it, probably. Um, but I was not pleased. I'm not excited to see them coming back. I don't like the way that they've handled things, like especially with Catherine. I feel like it's great that they have uh, Leva on there and then Vanita's in there like a little bit, but you can just add people of color and then be like, okay, like we did a good job. Like we took out Catherine and her plant plantation scenes and whatever. So like, we're good now. Right. And it's like, no, <laughs> no. I don't care to see people of color calling them out. It needs to be each other. Mm. I don't, that's not, uh, it just like makes my stomach hurt. Um, I don't know. It just feels like too little too late. I feel like they need to cancel it and like make it something else. It's like always, not those people. Yeah. <laughs> A whole new people. I know. I can't yeah. believe we're going to look at another season of Shep like on television. Yeah. Or, I mean, not so many of them, but also, it's confusing to me and I know every show has like a different production company. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of run by different people, even though they all air on Bravo and I guess Bravo is sort of the ultimate boss, but it's always confusing to me, like where the line is for all these shows. And it's like, so we're dealing with the Catherine uh, race issues on the season, but then something like Vanderpump rules, we got rid of them. To, to sort of make the example of like Bravo's not handle or not going to take it or whatever. And so that's just, to me, just ultimately confusing because Very. there is no line then. We're just sort of going by the seat of our pants and deciding who we want to make an example of, who we don't. That's confusing to me. It's very confusing. And that's the thing. It's like, what are we doing here? I don't, I don't understand. I feel like it needs to be the same with everyone. Right. I don't know. And they never addressed it either. It just... I didn't like it. Uh, Something a little lighter. Let's talk about Karen at her house with Ray for his birthday when she had the chef. Chef chef over. And this is where Karen introduced to Ray that maybe they need not a therapist, but a life coach. And uh, look, I'm rooting for Ray and Karen because Karen's my number one and I just want them to be happy. Um, Yes. But it seems like they're just growing more and more apart. Yeah, it doesn't look good. And I, you know, we see this happen on Housewives all the time, right? It's like these women get on here and then they have like some business or something going for them that they weren't doing before. And then they don't have as much time for the husband. And the husband is like, hello, remember me? Like, right. I need some attention. And it's like, well, too fucking bad. You know, I'm doing this now. Yeah. So you, you just have to adjust. I don't Figure know what to tell you. Yeah, and Ray is like, no, I'm not going to figure it out. <laughs> you need to I, go back to how you were before. <laughs> I know. I sort of imagine, though, that Ray would have been happy that Karen has this business, not just because she's, you know, 
going to be earning her own money and, and independent and all that stuff. But I sort of thought Ray would have just been the type of guy who would have been like, oh, good. This gives me more chance to like watch my shows at night and like relax alone. Yeah. Because he's at a certain age where I think of myself if I, when I'm that age. Yeah. If my husband wants to go do whatever the fuck he wants, go for it. I'm going to go, go watch my programs. In silence. <laughs> and it's going to be great. <laughs> hey, we don't have to argue over the remote. Like It'll be no. great. Um, but he, I don't know. He just doesn't seem happy. Also, because I think at that age, like if you were to leave this person, do you, is Ray the type who really wants to like start dating again or like find someone new? That seems exhausting to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm not sure. I can't put my finger on Ray. Would he like go and try and get like a young woman? I don't Um, know about him. I can't imagine. He's a mystery. He's totally (laughs) a mystery. I really loved how they hired that radio host to come do therapy for them. (laughs) 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 That was shocking to me, Raven. Did you see on the lower thirds when she was talking to them? It said radio host. Like, (laughs) oh, I didn't. It it didn't even say life coach, it said radio host. That's so funny because I was like, wow, her voice is very soothing. No, I didn't notice that. Well, that tracks. They said apparently her name was Angela and she hosts a show called like Pillow Talker. Um, But she was honestly a radio host. It's like if I was inviting Delilah from the radio to like give my boyfriend and I advice on our relationship, like it's truly fucking crazy. (laughs) She... (laughs) She's like, okay, he doesn't want a therapist. He's not feeling that. He's not feeling the life coach. I know. You get a radio host that talks about relationships. You'll be okay anyone. with that. Like, let's hire anyone to come uh, over. Okay. And tell us. It's truly crazy, but it made me laugh so much. And then I felt bad for Karen because she went, uh, we had another hot mic moment where Karen, she walked away from the scene. We see her in the bedroom taking off the mic. And she said she couldn't breathe. She was like sad and I felt so bad for her. And that was another moment. Probably Karen was watching this and thinking that would never air. And then here it is on TV. Yeah, that was, that was really sad. Cause I mean, he said he can't say that he's in love with her. And I thought that he was being an asshole, like at the beginning of the season where he like, wouldn't say, I love you. He was like, okay, okay, okay. And, um, but damn, like, that's how you feel. I wouldn't be able to breathe either. That's horrible. I know. It made me sad. Do you think they'll make it? I know we're not ones to judge, but <laughs> no, <laughs> sort of we are. Um, I really hope so. Just yeah. for Karen's sake. As long as that's what she wants, then yes, I hope that they make it. You too. But I don't know. I need for him to do some more. He's not showing me enough right now. I know. I just want to give him like a pixie stick or something like some sugar <laughs> because he seems like he just needs to wake up. Wake a up. Bit. Right, like a, get it, Ray, a Cuban coffee because he just seems a little sleepy sometimes. And yeah, you know, I get it, but on camera, I need him to perk up a little bit. Just something. agreed. Give him a espresso shot, whatever you need okay. to do. Um, okay, one more couple relationship we need to talk about, and that's Ashley and Michael. I hate him. Ooh. I hate him. <laughs> Me too. Me too. He's just the Same. worst. Ashley revealed that she. We didn't see this at the barn event, but Ashley said there that she was 60% in and 40% out of the relationship with Michael and she was ready to hightail it out of the apartment. Mm-hmm. Which is like, go with the 60 right now. Just do it right, right now. <laughs> right. But like, I, I'm still sort of confused about this relationship. Like, I know she asked him then for a, a post snap. Is that what it was called? A post snap? Yeah. And I can't understand if she just is is she's going to get the money and the babies and then go, or if she genuinely wants to be in the relationship, because at this point she just does seem checked out, but then we know they stay together and she's pregnant again. Yeah. So I'm like, does that have something to do with like, did he, they did end up doing the post nap and she's got some good stuff in there. That's like really going to get her. Cause she's like, we're going to do it because if you cheat or do something silly like this again, like I'm out of here. But that means there's not going to be any arguing. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this, this, and that. It's going to be a done deal. So it's like, I want to see that thing. I feel like if she's gotten pregnant again by him, he had to have agreed to that. And it has to be a really sweet deal because she knows he's going to do it again. We all Mm -hmm. do. 
He's going to embarrass her again. So it's got to be for that reason. I know. It's not like he just did it once. No, I don't think she likes him (laughs) at all. And by the way, I don't even think he likes her at all because when he, she was bringing up the post snap thing, like his face was saying yes, but you could tell he was like stewing inside. Mm -hmm. And I was happy about that because I fucking hate him, but I don't think they like each other at all. No, it's so strange. They have some sort of weird agreement going on there. I just can't, I don't know what it is exactly. And they're only giving us like tiny little bits of the actual information. Like I feel like, like, yeah, we invited a person into our relationship once or something. It's like, this is all bullshit. There's other things that you guys are just not telling us, but you, you know, you can't be on the show if you don't give us a little something. Right. So they're like, let's just make up this thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they did do that. I don't know. But they're like, let's just tell them this so we don't have to tell them about the, the other thing. Remember right. That? Like, yeah. Like <laughs> we'll tell them this little bit so they'll believe yeah. us and they're all covering. Yeah. I don't, I don't buy any of it. I'm also very confused about the prenup. I know they talked about this in like last season or the season before, but there's something about the prenup is expired after five years. Did you? Are yeah. You- but it was weird because when they showed the, the clip, she was just now signing something and it said 2018. So I'm mm. like, okay, so this is just post-dated like whenever they got married. <laughs> and it's when- not from the date that you sign it because she's like, oh, the five years is up. And I'm like, well, that was two years ago. Like, right. <laughs> Doing the math. <laughs> I'm not so good at math, but like that wasn't five <laughs> years. Like I'm confused. Right. We're no mathematicians here, but um, Absolutely yeah, not. it was confusing. <laughs> And what I'm trying to think of what year they probably filmed this season. Was this filmed in 2018? Because I know they had held on to the season for a while, but I don't know if it was 2018. I don't know. Oh, true. I don't know. Uh, Raven, one last thing I want to mention, and then I'll, I'll go to you if you have anything else. But Chris was wearing, uh, Candace's Chris, he was wearing that knives out sweater in one of the scenes you remember that chris evans like <laughs> yes. so maybe actually that tells us when they filmed it i don't know if chris was ahead of the ball game but i was thinking in my head like that must have been when knives out came because every guy at least i certainly was this way like searching online for that sweater uh-huh and so maybe that's when they filmed it maybe there's my answer but he was wearing I, it yeah let's sense. go with that i like that journey for him <laughs> Uh, Raven, do you have anything else you want to mention about the episode? Any other uh, final thoughts here? So I think the only other thing was when Monique was talking to her, Chris, about everything that he was like, you know, this is just really embarrassing. And she was like, embarrassing for who? And he, he was like, I mean, it's just embarrassing, period. And I was like, tell her it's embarrassing for her. That's right. what you're trying to say. Just let her know. So I'm like, did he tell her that later whenever she got home? I feel like he did. Those but then two, the next, those yeah. two, their scenes make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Lately it has been that way. Yeah. And I've been like really loved them. And now I'm just feeling so weird. I'm feeling so weird. And then the next day he's like, yeah, it's just really disappointing. Like he's trying to do it again. And she was like, yeah, well, I don't give a shit. So yeah, she didn't care. <laughs> she, Monique didn't care. And I wonder if they'll keep her around or how they'll handle this, like sort of externally from the cast, you know, like will first of all, we're not even sure if the cast is interested in filming in terms of like the previews for next week. It seems like the cast is uninterested in filming with her after this at a certain point. And then also, will this be something that like Bravo decides is, is crossing that imaginary line that they keep moving? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't know. It's so, it's just, oh, it's really unfortunate. Now, Raven, you host a podcast. Um, have you, I do. Have you put in $200,000 into your podcast? <laughs> no, getting close. Though. What was that, Raven? What was that? I don't know. What did she spend that on? It was I mean, the I- most shocking thing I've ever heard on this show. How? I don't know. I mean, I know she did get office space and I imagine that costs some money, but there's nothing that should cost $200,000. And I mentioned this last week, but I feel like that co-host is bamboozling her in some way because the co-host was like, no one should know how much we're spending or, or don't tell Chris what we're spending. And I was like, girl, are you yeah. the one stealing these funds? Oh my God. She totally is. I feel like oh, she's on American greed. Oh, I can't wait to see it. There, it's that's true. That's, that's exactly what she's doing. It's crazy. It was $200,000. There's nothing that costs that much in terms of podcasting. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, Raven, tell me about your podcast. <laughs> okay, so uh, my podcast is called Bitches Better. And I host that with my best friend, Gabby. And we do all the reality TV, obviously all Bravo because Bravo is everything, right? But we're also into the 90 Day Fiance world, Love After Lockup, which has got to be the trashiest show I've ever seen. I love it. Love my, it so much. My boyfriend watches those. And I got into 90 Day for like a moment in time. There were, yeah. You know, I got on the Darcy train for a while. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'll still like what check if- in with Darcy. I still check in with Darcy and Stacy on their spinoff. I haven't watched it yet. It's I'm shocking. Just, yeah, that's what I've heard. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. That might be too much Darcy for me. Yeah, I mean, when I say check in, I mean like if my boyfriend's watching it, I'll like pop in the room and I'll laugh at Darcy for literally three minutes. And then I'm like, yeah. that's enough. Um, but there was one scene where she was in a bathtub with a phone and I, she couldn't work it because of like, <laughs> she was trying to oh. sexy FaceTime the guy and it was like not working and it was so funny. Um, I can but, see it now. Mm-hmm. But like a whole hour, I think it's an hour show. I'm like, do people need a whole hour with these two? It's a lot. No, no. It was just the perfect amount. It was almost too much whenever she was on 90 Day Fiance, to be honest with you. So like a whole thing is like, no, I think I'm going to pass on that. Have you watched Love After Lockup at all? No, but he lo- he loves that too, though. Like, my, we have total opposite tastes. Like, I he doesn't watch the Bravo stuff, although he uh-huh. watched he watched this week's Potomac with me. Like, yeah, he, he watched it together and he really liked it. But he doesn't normally watch the Bravo stuff, uh, but he loves the TLC stuff. TLC that TLC that's TLC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's another world over there. I just saw some show. The other, this woman has 14 kids. It's insane. I was like, okay, I can't watch that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got into a YouTube wormhole recently about like, did you ever watch the Kate, um, John and Kate plus eight? Sure did. I like loved it. Yeah. I like loved it. And somehow I started watching YouTube clips and then I was, it, it was like an hour of my life had gone by. I was like searching for what are they up to now? And like, what's and it was yeah. so weird. I saw some interview John gave like very recently during the pandemic about his life. But then he would, the whole point of him doing this interview was to say that he's done doing interviews. And I'm like, then why are you doing an interview? Like, just go away. I don't know. You know, strange people. I tell you, do you ever get tired of watching the Bravo shows? Cause you cover them on the show. Like, do you ever think while you're watching, uh, I don't want to have to talk about this today. Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, now let me just start by saying I love New York, but this last uh, part three of the reunion, I was like, okay, I've had enough. And then like Beverly Hills, I definitely was feeling that way (laughs) for a lot of that season. Um, But I was like, no, I'm going to, this is my work. (laughs) So I'm just going to power through it. Like, no, it's not girl. What's wrong with you? Taking notes. I can't help myself. Yeah. Do you take notes during it or do you just watch and kind of go? Um, so it's weird. I started like I used to do a lot of live tweeting and then that got to be to where I was like, eh, if I'm not watching it live, I'm not gonna tweet later, so I'm not gonna do that. Okay, but wait, do you do you feel like Twitter it's not as fun to tweet about these shows anymore? No, it's a dark place. That's why I've pretty much stopped. Me too. I mean, I might go over there and say like a thing or two if I feel like I really have to get it out and I can't wait. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, it's it's absolutely, it's not as fun anymore. It's so dark. And I feel like there was a shift. I don't know if it was like a year or two. I don't know when it happened or something, but I'm like, I don't, particularly with Beverly Hills, but all Mm -hmm. of them really, it's like, it used to be so fun to go on Twitter and, and just live tweet it. And you could say things like, Throughout the episode, even you'd be like, oh, "I love what Rena just did," or "I love what yeah. Denise just did," and you could change so quickly. And yeah, and everyone was feeling that way. Now, no matter what you say, it's like so picked apart, and you get like these very angry and aggressive fans from every side. Yeah, and you can't say anything, and it's like sucked all the fun out of all of it. I hate exactly. it. Exactly. So I'm like, well, I'm just not going to do that because this is ridiculous. Like, it's like not even fun. It's like, what are we, why would I even want to tweet it now? Because everyone's just yelling at me. 
Right. Cause it's like, that's why you do it. It's like, I wanted to talk to other people about it and like have a fun time and I'm not having fun anymore. So I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah. So now I do kind of take notes more, but before those were kind of my notes, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to be honest. So it didn't feel like I was like, okay, I'm going to pause it. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, Raven, this was so much fun. I'm so glad we got to meet over Zoom. Me too. Um, I I love following you. Uh, everyone, tell everyone where they can follow you. I, I know you're not live tweeting anymore either, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they might see something every once every two weeks. No. And your, ins- your Instagram is one of the best. It's at, I'm doing, I'm promoting you. It's at mainly Bravo. It's so good. It's so good. Thank you so much. Yeah. So you can follow me uh, at mainly Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. If you feel like it, um, we've got an Instagram for the podcast. It's at bitches better podcast. Uh, we do polls on there the next day after the shows. So those are fun. Um, yeah. And then Bitches Better Podcast, if you want to listen to listen to us break down some shows and outside of Bravo shows as well. Yeah. So subscribe on uh, Apple, Spotify, all over the place. Raven, Everywhere. This was so fun. Thank you for taking the time and um, come back anytime. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.